Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me for another week is John Daniel. How are you, mate? Brilliant, mate. How about yourself? Uh, recovering from a very late and long race that oh. was the Sunday race. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. It just seemed to keep on going, didn't it? Uh, it was... I already forgot that it started an hour late. Um, Baku is a bit further <laughs> away from Europe. Uh, it's in the easterly direction. Well, they did, interestingly enough, straight into it, uh, they did drop it from the... It's no, no longer, longer the, European the European Grand Prix. Yeah, because like, we got onto this on Saturday night. People were asking, like, whereabouts is the race happening? Like, where is Baku? Yes. We had to do some Googling. It's over with all the stands and in the Middle East... Yes, it's in the sort of it's I don't right know on northern the edge of the Caspian Sea. What they call it, Northern Asia. Yeah, it's something like, like that. Much like in Eurasia. Yeah. Area. Yep. It didn't look too bad. I mean, the crowd numbers weren't huge, but the track. Well, it's a really pretty place. Um, mm. they and they, funnily enough, I don't know if Sky was sponsored by um by Baku themselves because they were really plugging the city. Oh, flights here and yada yada yada, and you can you stay. Think it's, it's a, a little pretty bit like um, no different than when the V8s come to Darwin or Townsville, and all they're doing is plugging it because. Yeah, it seemed more than normal, but I do I do agree with you. Obviously, uh, the promoters want people to buy tickets and turn up to their events because um, we won't have events, which therefore means Sky and you know Fox and all these other people they won't if there's no. TV coverage and stuff like that. If no one's going to the events, they're not going to happen. So mm. they want to look after the events and keep them going. Well, it's it wasn't the most exciting track, but produced some good racing this weekend. I believe I said it was one of my least favorite tracks of the year on the on last the last episode? podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, Do you, it turned stand. Does that no? <laughs> I'll I'll take that back. I'm sorry. I'll eat my humble pie. That race was pretty crazy. It best race so far, or uh, everyone keeps saying that, but I don't look. It had a lot going on. You got to say it's the best race going so far for entertainment level unpredictability. Yeah, you could not pick what was going to happen from one to the. You, you're just holding your breath because oh, is it going to be something else happen now? Is someone going to get punched? Is someone going to run into someone? What's going on? You know, and it was all throughout that throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like from yeah. Friday to Sunday, it was. A different lead car, a different car that was stronger during that day. On Friday, you have to say the Red Bulls were really strong. They were There was reports strong. coming out that the pace that they had was genuine. All the upgrades on the car were actually going to work. And then on Saturday, they sort of fell back a bit. They, uh, listening to a few of the interviews and stuff like that, it sounded like they couldn't get the tyres to turn on in the Red Bull. So on the Friday, uh, the temperatures and stuff, they managed to get the tyres to work really, really well. Mm -hmm. And then on the Saturday in qualifying and in the practice and that, they were sort of struggling a bit more with uh, trying to get them turned on. And Mercedes had um, sort of tweaked their car. And it, by the looks of it, it, and everyone's starting to agree on this, that Mercedes has started to tweak on how to get the tyres to work a bit better than anyone else now. Yeah, and they've sort of putting one and two together, and it it's starting to become more consistent. Mercedes so, looked really good on the Saturday. They did. They did look really strong on the Saturday. Um, and Vettel looked really weak on the Saturday. I know he had a few dramas and stuff like that, well, but is it? Are we confirmed that it's the Ferrari cars that got busted for burning oil? 
Well, pretty much. So is it just this week? Because I thought they were seeing like last season that Mercedes was yeah, at yeah, burning yeah, oil as well. Yeah, uh, at the start of the season, uh, it was well known that Red Bull basically put a query into the FIA asking about whether you were allowed to burn oil as a fuel in your car, basically as a as a sort of they probably weren't burning it as in uh, to get extra. Uh, fuel mileage out of them or anything like that, but they're using them because they can put additives that aren't allowed in the fuel mm. into the oil. Into the oil and give them a bit knock, of an advantage. So, yeah, exactly. So they can have knock retardant and stuff like that so they can wind more timing and boost in, get more power so they can run. You know, you're not going to do too much of that. Like You're not going to be doing that every lap for a long period of time. You're going to be doing that for, hey, like a, 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 a mode setting on your steering wheel where you're like, okay, on I the next straight, now. I'm yep. going to go full power. And then, and then you you knock a it back. Small squirt of oil in there. Yeah, and you knock it back. And it, anyway, the, the uh, I think Red Bull was really aiming it more at Mercedes, but by the sounds of it, Ferrari had uh, someone pretty technical leave Ferrari and maybe head to Mercedes. Mm. I don't know who that was, but yeah, maybe uh, a chief engineer, and he's basically uh, alerted the FIA on how Ferrari was doing it. Ah, is that how that? Because everyone wasn't really saying anything much except for, oh, so who was the person with the oil on the grid walk? And then Christian Horner's like, I don't know. I think we're walking past one of their grid positions now. And you're like, he was Ferrari guys around that. So the rumors are basically that Ferrari had two oil containers in the car and that mm-hmm. one of them was basically not for the engine as such, to run with, it was to run on. Just in case you burn all the oil on yeah, the top of that. Exactly. Again. So, but with this meeting, they weren't able to run that. Um, so, well, it was probably really why they didn't have them the, too much. Yeah, I just think that was maybe lacking them a little bit in straight line pace and qualifying. I don't think it affects the cars too much in race pace trim mm. in, in general, in Mercedes or Ferrari. All right. Well, before we jump into the rest of the weekend, um, we did get some feedback. Um, for some of your comments from last episode, mate. Yeah, the true. The stadium yeah, super we trucks. We did. We, so um, we did put the call out. If you do know any information, uh, this person has wished to remain anonymous. So to your wish, we will call you anonymous. Anonymous. So anonymous has written in um, and said uh, comments about the stadium super trucks being planned are sort of on the right track, but not down to the race results. So I think it's... Maybe it's not so to, dictated as much, but I think, I think they're trying to keep it entertaining as such. But they're not saying I you're going to win. It's you're going to come not second. WWE. You're going to come. Yeah. It's not not that plan. But there has to be a bit of like, all right, you've got such a big lead. Let's drop it back. Let's make it a bit more exciting. But the our email is basically saying that because the ramps and stuff are really just placed on the ground, they're not fixed into the track. They do take a bit of a beating, and all you need to do is just listen to the cars hit those ramps. It's on quite the weekend. A, yeah, it is quite a loud noise, and it wouldn't take much for someone to be on the brake hard as they hit the ramp to, and ride on the edge of the ramp to get to skew the ramp a little bit, and that it's really going to chuck the cars up sideways if they hit it straight when mm. it's on a skew skew if to the track. So the radio that they do have is um, in contact with all race control. Um, they're saying it's quite important because of the ramps install takes some time, overruns for short in the race. The and the ramps aren't fixed as we just touched on, and they can have competition periods during the race yeah that what do you think of the mandatory yellows in their races and all american races really yeah 
I think um, the super trucks, as a category, they're they're built for entertainment. Yeah. So and I th- and I think this is in general of uh, any American motorsport in general. Like you watch NASCAR and you watch Indy. Mm-hmm. There's a reason they do them on ovals and stuff like that. One, they've got super high speeds and yeah. it is spectacular. And it, you've got to give respect to the drivers because it it's is ballsy. crazy, crazy fast. And well, people are still like dying yeah, in Indy. Yeah, yeah, Indy. It's not uncommon to have a driver die every couple of years, sort of mm. thing. Um, now. With the the super trucks, I think, yeah, it probably is what they need to bring the the fields together because it is quite a spectacular sort of, and they 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 really are drawing on that sort of. It does look. This is a spectacular thing. It's not a. Their racing looks the best when six of the well, I mean eight of them because that's all we got to witness because they didn't even bring the full field to Darwin. When eight of them hit the hit a jump, like nose to tail. When yeah, you just see them yep. continuously, like, ba-dum, 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 and they all go over. It looks great. Oh, it is. It's a, it is an amazing thing to watch. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree with the, the yellows because there's not a 20-car field or anything like that. If you break eight cars up and there's 150 metres between them, yeah, they're still going to be great to watch because they are quite quick and they get up on three wheels all the time. Every now and then they're on two. Yeah. Um, it is it is pretty crazy to watch. So, but the competition cautions do bring them back in. Yeah. So the rest of the email basically just goes on saying that yeah they they're in talk with more race control. It's not really dictating the races. I just wanted to touch on this a little bit, clear the air a bit. You know maybe we we got a we got a little bit of the story. And after rewatch, I got this email um the other day. Um, haven't responded yet. I will respond. I'm very sorry. But we, we do will appreciate respond. your We emails. really appreciate this. This particular emailer has emailed us a few times, and we really do appreciate this person's uh, mm. support and uh, um, guidance, I guess, uh, with some of the things. So. Yeah. yeah. Give us good feedback. Yeah, and, great um, feedback. Feedback's the word I was looking feedback, for. Yes, feedback, yes, feedback. And if anyone has any feedback, write them in. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's really – there's not too much else apart from, you know, Robbie still had his little bit of a brain fart. He's apparently – I'm not taking anything away from Robbie. Apparently, he's genuinely a nice guy. I just don't agree with what he did, and we yeah. touched on that last episode. I think so I think I everyone think agrees with that. Yeah. I think I don't think anyone's out to witch hunt uh, Robbie, mm. um, and I definitely think you know he's done some great things for, especially this category. This we wouldn't have this category in Australia no. if it wasn't for him. Um, probably was a little bit of a brain fart for him. He uh, he sort of slipped into like what he would do at Dakar or in America where these things aren't looked on quite as harshly as in Australia. Um, Hooning in Australia is a big thing, but over in the States and stuff like that, I'm sure they've got laws against it, but it's, it's not quite as harsh as it is in say Australia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's just a little bit of recap. There wasn't, there's not, I don't think we've got any other thing from last week. So we'll now jump to, well, we didn't get enough emails in for the no, sneaky episode. We're gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it open one more week. Are you? Yeah, I we'll, thought we one more week. This. We were not. I I know, but I just let you. I uh, just false <laughs> sense of security. Okay, okay. So you got one more week to get your emails through if you want a sneaky podcast. We're still a few shy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But the offer still stands for one more week. You've got two weeks. 
really. <laughs> for one more week, you've got three weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks or one more episode. Okay. If we don't have enough by the next episode. Yes, because we do have a gap week next we've week. We've got a gap yes. week. So okay. this I understand what you're weeks. talking about. Yes. I'm not going to let this keep going. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to hold out this sneaky podcast this like until the- we get enough. And then by the end of it, screw it. We're doing it anyway. This is like the, the closing down sale, is it? <laughs> Everything You've been must closing go. down for 18 years now. How's that going for you? Well, the sales are really picking up. <laughs> Major talking points for qualifying. Do you have, do you have many? Well, it was a shame to see um, Ricardo hit the wall. That was a big one. Yeah, I... Because we did watch... I don't think they really had the pace in general. Max was looking definitely stronger than him all weekend, and Max ended up fifth. Um, I think Ricardo's aim probably would have been for fifth, sixth. And, yeah. There wasn't I think much the rest between of it was Max and um, Vettel, to be honest. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's, what? Point zero point f- four three. Yep. Yep. Something that I wanted to say on um, qualifying was because we actually, like I said, we were out Saturday night, so we didn't actually get to watch this on TV. We watched it on the um, our phones sitting next to each other, both our phones going, watching it. There was no, le- like, leaderboard. There was the on-screen uh, timing graphics kept, was a bit, yeah. bit shit this weekend. Yeah, it was a little bit down. It's really hard to watch qualifying, at least, without knowing the times and especially because we were out we didn't i normally would watch it with live timing on my on computer a, on another screen um, yeah yep but yeah i couldn't do that and it's just yeah sometimes the on-screen graphics and stuff like that of fom this year have been a bit hit and miss yeah i agree i agree something i don't think i've even talked to you about was in the australian grand prix all right way 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 back at the first round of this year when when was that oh, yeah it's like years ago mate <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> they had the micro section, the micro sectors mapped out. Oh, in the lights. Okay. So you could actually see, oh, yeah, yeah you're up yep. here, you're down in the middle of the first sec- sector. Yeah. They couldn't get that to guarantee to work all the time, so they ditched it. Yeah, micro sectors is great because that's actually what a lot of the race teams will be hmm. using. It's not, not just not like, if it's really hard to break down the sectors. tracks to three sectors and go, where can you make up pace? Especially in a place like Baku where there's. A minute forty was the fastest lap. It's a long track. That is quite Second a large track. Six k's. Yeah, and you know, eighteen k straight. So <laughs> <laughs> feels like it, didn't it? Uh, I don't. I don't think they did it as much this year. Thank God, because last year they. I had a. It's one of the reasons I didn't enjoy the track so much. They go on on car for the straight, oh, and, and you just, just hear it, just like peek okay. out. Well, they don't sound like that anymore, no. but you know what I mean. They're down the straight, not getting any faster. They just hit like a, a brick wall of... Um, they well, they can't it. punch through the, the air power. any I faster. Yeah. And, their, and their power is not strong enough to go through the downforce. So it was um, it was good to see that we, <laughs> we didn't get the, any of those quite long straight uh, on boards. All right. So we'll jump to the race. Uh, Lewis Hamilton got pole and Valtteri Bottas. Second, there's Mercedes front row lockout. and and Kimi, Kimi once again third, that was yeah, quite good third um mm. seems like he's got his head around the car a bit better again so we're gonna try a new way of doing the race results um some of our listeners may have noticed that we're we're experimenting a little bit with the way they're doing the show how to recap the race uh start to finish is sometimes we miss a lot 
Um, I mean, we miss a lot anyway. <laughs> but now we're going to try and start from race winner and work our way down for any notable people. Yep. Different cool. from the last couple of weeks. We started at the top, not the bottom. Yep. Do you want to dig in? Daniel Ricciardo, you bloody legend, mate. He just seems to always be there to pick up the pieces. Every race that's like this, I don't... You know, he hasn't won starting inside the top three. Without starting inside the yeah, top three. every time he wins, he's starting from fourth or lower. There you go. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it, really? The era we've been in. Yeah. Red Bull's not been that strong, so that makes sense. He just seems to always come along when people are struggling and he had to, just... Yeah, well, he pitted lap put it all together. five. I think he, he pitted early. He had the, he he had the shit very in his brake ducts. Yep. So he had to pit in... It was eight second pit stop or something it was a long yeah they stop. held him a lot for the at the end there and then they finally realized that there was something in it grabbed it out and um, off he went mm. and come out in p17 which is not not the best uh position to be that early well at least it was still early in the race but yeah you could make it way up but, but it was still going to be a challenge from there mm. and i mean he just pretty much did everything he needed to do to keep that car out of trouble in the end he, yeah, and that it, was the probably safety his cars secret. definitely helped. Oh, you know, ah, punch the field definitely, up. definitely. Um, but his, I think he, the red flag maybe even hindered him a little bit because he was on the 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 softer compound tire to everyone in front of him, and now, he was. Did he change tires again? Yes, yeah. So that in the in the red flag, everyone got a free chance to change tires. But this is the last year that they yeah, can do yeah. that. So as of next year, the rule will be changed. They have to run the tires they come in on. But this year they're allowed to, and so everyone changed to obviously the uh, the softer compound. Mm. So he didn't have the pace advantage anymore over them. We definitely had the pace advantage over the two Mercedes coming into turn one after the restart. Yeah, what about that restart? The the Williams um and yeah, the, sorry the yeah Williams. Wi- Mercedes. Wi- I know yeah, what you're yeah. saying. The Mercedes powered Williams. Mm. Yeah, he definitely did. He was. They were passing. Another car. Yeah, it was ended up nearly four wide, I think. Yeah. It was crazy. It was... I, I messaged you, like, while we are watching, just going, what a pass. Like, that was just... It was four wide. It was pretty amazing. Watching them go through, I saw, I believe it was... Was it a Renault or someone? We, I Massa and Stroll were trying to pass another car up ahead. If I find the video, I'll link it in the show notes. But, so yeah, Stroll and Massa... Massa was actually had a stroll at this time. They were trying to pass another car. Uh, uh, Ricardo jumped onto the back of Stroll, used him as a slipstream. As soon as Stroll pumped out, Ricardo jumped out and just fired down the inside. I think he locked the front yeah, left pinch, a little bit. Yeah, but he did pinch the tire, but very, very little. Like, I don't think he. I don't think it would have flat-spotted the tyre that much. I or if think it he did, actually, it would have worn off a I bit. I think he got off the brake a little bit, and you can actually see as he comes through the corner, he runs a little bit wide, but he managed to just well, he's, as get he's it breaking, stopped he's enough. managed to rotate the tyre around yeah. still while locking yeah, so up he, a little he, bit. He did a, it did a great job at that part. That, that won in the race. It did. And being so decisive and getting it done so quickly. I remember hearing them in, in pit lane when they had the camera really close. He said, oh, I can... I'm going to pass them on the, like, when we get this underway again, I'm, I'll pass them. Mm. Well, he needed to, because I don't think if he got to them while they were comfortable and once they got out ahead, I think it'd be very hard for them to get past the Mercedes-powered cars. Yeah. Especially, I mean, the Williams and that, like, like you say, they're a very slippery car. They yeah. are very fast in a straight line. 
the thing is, I think Red Bull turned up to this round with Monza spec wing, basically all the downforce wound out of the car. So there, this this track does have um, some slower corners. Oh, yeah. But a lot of the slower corners actually need more mechanical grip than they need downforce. There are a few of them where you need probably a little bit of downforce stability because there's the chicane and stuff like that where it will bite you on the on the outside wall if you get a bit of a slide. You need a stable car. But they chose to wind the downforce out of the car to get straight line speed. And it was one of the fastest cars in straight line mm. with a Renault power unit. Still. Yeah. I mean, all credit to Ricardo. We'll move on from Ricardo. Uh, we probably will touch on him again. Touch on Ricardo many times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Valtteri Bottas. Really, I wish we were saying Lance Stroll, but he... I think everyone in the world was thinking that at the time. Everyone was so happy for Stroll to finally get it all together. Fair enough. It was a lucky race, but same was he did the same thing as Ricardo. He, he was a lap down. That's the biggest thing that I take away from this was after the first lap, he was a lap behind. He had that run in with Kimi. Yeah, yep. Um, Had the busted... Busted wing? Yeah, busted so. wing yeah, and yeah. a front puncher. Come in, ran his race, and this just shows you that you just can't, like he said, I think on the radio or somebody said, you just can't give up. Yeah. Because, yeah, actually after the race, his team said, I bet you weren't thinking that after turn one. Yeah, yep. And he's like, oh, it just shows you you can never give up, you know, always keep fighting. And that's a great example of it. He just kept his nose clean from once he come out of the pits. And to get pipped over the line was, look, good on... Pip- Get Stroll. on, yeah. Get yeah. on. Um, he must have had a hell of a run coming out of, was it turn 16 onto the straight? Yeah, yep, yep. He, um, I think he got the power down perfectly and, and Stroll just was struggling. I think the tyres had gone off and he just managed to get that power down and accelerate up and really make the most of a, a race that pretty much, I think, well, I'd written him off after the first lap Oh, yeah. After that crash with Kimmy, I'd pretty much just said Valtteri was done. And somehow, yep. No. Somehow he stood on the podium. Yep. I, I wasn't even sure if he was going to get on the podium, never mind second. Did I didn't know if he job. was going to get back in points. Yeah. Well, at the start of the race, it didn't look like it. No. It was a bit of a, a race of um, misfortune, but he did a great job and got back up there. Well, Lance Stroll, well done, mate. You, yeah. um, You've shown... You can do it. Like, granted, a lot of things fell the right way, but he was he showed good form. This is someone we didn't even touch on in qualifying. Like, he was Q3. I think he qualified seventh or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, Out-qualified Massa. He'd been running really well all weekend and just, yeah, unfortunate. There was a period there where everyone was like, second. Like, got to be happy with that. Yeah, it was a stellar effort from him all weekend. His he old really man drove very well. proud at the end of the race. Yep. I mean, you must. I think he's finally putting together how he has to drive this car. He's finally putting one and two together and driving the car smoother. He's not overworking the tire and stuff like that. He's, he's getting more for him. I think actually Martin Brundle touched on him a little bit with, he said, you watch Stroll at other meetings and he's causing a lot of his own moments. Yeah, and he it said wasn't now like, he's driving it so much nicer. Mm. He, he he's not having any of these moments. He's looking so much solider on track. He's not overdriving the car, and it's it's really worked for him. Well, yeah, I I don't think there's too much really to chat about Stroll apart from the third and the great result that it was, um, because he seemed to just 
kept out of the way yeah. in the end. Like he had that masses incident, which I mean, he's a bit further down the list. Uh, he had that. Well, Massa rear had, was it rear dampener that was busted yeah, on his car because yeah. it looked bad. Oh, it did. It was like jacking front wheels weirdly. Yeah, and, and stuff. just it didn't look comfortable at all. It was just. Oh, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, something's wrong with Massa's car because it's bouncing all over the shop. It just... And then it lost a lot of pace because he still had pretty decent pace before that. He Yeah, he did. He was he looked good for a podium as well. Mm, I was thinking this could be a Williams one... like a, Not Williams one, two, but a Williams, you know, double podium finish. All right. Let's talk about the silver car and the red car because both of those drivers are next. Okay. What's your take on... Do you think... He was, uh, sorry, I should have used names here. Do you think Lewis Hamilton was being cheeky and lifting off the throttle and coasting extra slow to try and concertina the field? Um, or do you think he was just trying to allow the safety car to get far enough away? Technically, with all the data, he did exactly the same thing <laughs> as he's done previous lap. And that lap, there was no change. I think... I don't know. I don't think he did it intentionally. I think he also got that bit of a warning from the team, the safety car before, where he almost overtook the safety car. And we talked a little bit about this before we started recording. Was he so snappy? Hamilton was very snappy at his team. Where he's like, no, it was fine. It was more than enough space. I'm like, he what? The safety car wasn't even fully in pit lane. This was yeah, it wasn't pit lane here. He's got to pull off and then yeah. almost like a right angle left. Yep. And then another 45 and then you're into behind the wall well the safety car was still on the main straight section of the pit lane yeah i thought that was very close he was he almost overtook the car and that would have been a penalty and it would have been that could uh, have ruined the muzzle. so i think this time he i just think he just backed off really i don't think it was fully intent or oh, he didn't back off he just didn't accelerate he coasted, or i think yeah and it, i think it did catch sebastian a little bit unawares and it maybe was cheeky trying to i think he was trying to back the field up hamilton to then always tries to back the field up. yeah hamilton's very tricky on restarts um but I, my personal opinion is sebastian misjudged what hamilton was about to do he was trying to be one step ahead of what was going on and he he misjudged it and it obviously tapped the back of the car now, stage two of the incident, Michael. Well, the second incident that happened between Hamilton and Vettel. Now, this is a tricky one. I don't fully believe that Vettel... This could be very unpopular. Controversial, I don't, mate. Yeah, controversial. I don't think he fully intended to, like, bump wheels with him. You look. Uh, the only reason why is you look... In-car footage, and it's hard because the camera is mounted to the left side of the car. So if it was above the helmet facing down, you could definitely see both sides of the steering wheel and you could see which way the drivers are turning in. It looks to me, and this is just my non-professional, only seen it a million times on the internet and stuff like that. I think he sort of went up next to him and really wanted to be like, what the hell, and put both his hands up and stuff. But I think I think it was more as, as he was turned and looked. He didn't really know to, like pay too much attention. I think he could have just rub the steering wheel or I think it was definitely not the right thing to do Yeah, because then he could have gotten trouble for overtaking under the safety car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, what happened happened rubbing's racing, but not behind the safety car. <laughs> um, that part is probably very frowned upon. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think it was fully intentional. Um, I don't think Sebastian Vettel thought it was fully intentional. After all his comments, is like when he got told he got done. For, you know, we have a dangerous ten second, driving. ten second stop and go penalty. And he's like, "What for?" He's like, oh, "For dangerous driving." He's like, "Can you tell me when I did this dangerous driving?" And when you hit the Hamilton twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I have a similar view. I feel that, and I could, we could both be completely off the ball here, and probably are. He he was very. Strange about how he answered all the questions afterwards, completely ignoring the fact that they made contact for a second time, mm. uh, which was kind of changed my view. But my original view was basically he pulled uh, pulled out from behind Hamilton, pulled up beside him, and then went to turn to get closer to him while he was shaking his fist. Now, while he was shaking his fist, he's not looking where he was going. No, he was, he was just was, looking, he was at looking straight at Hamilton. And I don't think he realized that he was still turned so much and that they yep. were going to make contact. And then they made contact, and I think he was very embarrassed. And I think he's trying not to face the facts, but basically he'd done something that was completely stupid and irrational at the time. And that even goes for if he deliberately did it. It was just irrational. Like, he it, it wasn't thinking straight yep. if he did deliberately do it. Um, there was no gain out of it, no. other than he got his point across pretty strongly to Hamilton that, you know... You hopped off the throttle. You've ruined my front wing. You've taken me out of this now, contention they for the to race. Now, change front wing in the Yes, yeah, so the flag? red flag they changed. Uh, originally, it looked like a pretty great area because no one was really doing too much no one work. No working on the cars. And then Mercedes started fumbling around at the back of um, Hamilton's car because the back diffuser was cracked and it had, it had been pushed and there was some damage there. So they were trying to clean the... Because that, that is a big part of the downforce, getting the oh. air to come off the back of the car. You've got to get it up, come off cleanly, otherwise yeah. you've got very High pressure points and low stuff. pressure yeah. points and stuff like that. So th- they, they had to get all that cleaned up. And then I think um, Ferrari must have gone to the FIA, can we change front wing? And they've said yes. So they put a new front wing on um, on Vettel's car and he got, got to get back out there and, and battle on with Hamilton until they were... Both had their next unfortunate incidents. Yeah, so after once the race got back underway, um, Hamilton was out in front, and his um head strap, or well, his head strap, his headrest was yeah the head restraint cu- thing. Yeah, it was coming up. I didn't realize how soft they were. No, me neither. I thought they were carbon fiber. Um, I I thought it was foam underneath, but yeah. I thought the top layer was probably like a thin. Polycarbon or... I think they are actually carbon fiber, but I think it's very, very thin. Must be paper thin. Or yeah. But then also telling It's foam them, filled with, I think, a carbon fiber on the outside of it. Yeah. The thing I felt funny... I mean, I know you're not going to tell the drivers to do it around in the, the tight sections because, you know, two hands on the wheel, but try and push something down under that much load at 300 and something odd kilometers an hour that they're doing... Even when he before they noticed it, did you see how much it was rising on the straight? Yeah, the air must have been getting underneath getting it. Getting underneath it, it and then the foam was expanding, um, and it just pushed it up. And then when he pushed it down, it just it didn't work. No. What are your thoughts with Hamilton having to pit for that? It was a 9.6-second pit stop yeah. that he did to change that thing. Still come out behind Vettel after his 10 seconds stop and go. Yeah, well, Vettel obviously pushed. Um, pushed pretty hard, and I don't think Hamilton knew that he was going to have to come in. Definitely have to come in for the pit stop, so he didn't push as hard. Mm. Uh, and that was the game changer in the end of the day. That got 
um, Vettel out in the lead, which Hamilton was not overly was happy not about. He was impressed. He made sure Charlie knew about that. Now I want to ask you, 10 seconds, stop and go. Is that the correct punishment? Should it be more? Do you think it's now a bit of a storm in a teacup? I think the issue is done and dusted. I think 10 seconds stop and go is quite a harsh penalty, and I think it was deserved, and he got it. Um, I don't think we need to see too much more from this I situation. Think the only I think the reason it's... why this pen- people are going the penalty wasn't hard enough is because Hamilton had to stop again. Yeah, but, but that, that had nothing his... to do yeah, with exactly. Vettel. But exactly. this is why people are saying, did, Ham- did Vettel's penalty you know, fit the crime? Because he managed to run into the back of someone go side to side, wheel to wheel with him under the safety car, get the 10 second stop and go, and then still came out ahead of the guy that he hit. But that had nothing, like Ferrari didn't go, oh, by the way, during the red flag, we unhitched you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, I agree. Um, The the grey area, I guess, is, you know, we haven't seen someone lose it under braking and take someone out and sort of then get a 10 second stop and go. Normally they'd only get a drive through. Say they, you know, they clipped a car and pushed him off. So 10 seconds is quite a long time. 10 seconds stop and go. Because that's one. not just like, oh, I just lost 10 seconds, added on to your time. That's it's a, about 40 seconds. It's a four, it, 30, yeah, 30 seconds, seconds down the pit lane it's, and then stopped for 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it is quite a big penalty and I think he deserved it and he got it. And I think that should, it's not going to be all we see of this and it's not going to stop being talked about. But in my eyes, it's, it's done. It's done. It's yeah. a done deal. We know, oh, done deal. It's a, it's been dealt with. And and he also got quite a few penalty points. Well, in this his is license. the next big thing. He's got nine points. I think you can only get twelve, 12 before yeah. you miss a race. Now Vettel has to be a very good boy until after the British Grand Prix. Yes. Uh, no more. No, definitely no deliberately taking anyone out. No more dangerous driving. No more dangerous driving, and uh, he should be fine. Um, Do you know there's only two drivers on the grid that haven't got any points on their penalty on their license? True. Only two. Stroll. Yeah. Daniel Ricciardo. Really? There you Daniel go. Daniel Ricciardo got reprimanded. Like, he had to ask because he missed one of the um, national anthems once. Yeah, okay. Um, but no points on his license. He's the only, they're the only two drivers left without any points on their license. Now, Lance Stroll, you can understand, because the first three races he DNF'd and, you know, hasn't really been Yeah, and it's, a, it's, and and it's, it's done over a year and months. he's only been in um, for But Ricardo's been in it for months. the whole time that this point penalty system has been available. So it's pretty good effort for him. Yeah, obviously keeps his nose fairly clean. Mm. Now, jump on to, let's talk about the Force Indias. They actually were showing some really good pace this weekend. They really dropped, fumbled it at the end there, but didn't Very they? Very much so. Esteban Ocon, who I think is doing a great job, and I think he made the right choice moving up to the Force Indias. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yep. Um, Squeeze his teammate out a bit? Is that what you're going to say? Do you reckon he squeezed um, him, or is he sort of... Bit opportunist. Well, he was on the inside, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And uh, and Sergio was on the outside. I think he he was going for a pretty desperate move, being on your own teammate. I feel like maybe Sergio did did squeeze him a little bit, but it is quite tight corner, mm. and it in that turn it sort of pushed him, so he ended up clipping quite a tall curb on the inside, which. You tend to lose your steering quite badly uh, when you don't have any load on your tyres anymore. And he, yeah, Ian managed to get a little bit hooked up. And then as they, they got towards the outside of the corner, there was sort of a bit of an overlap in their wheelbase. Yep. And uh, it wasn't real good for either of them. Mm. Um, 
Ocon obviously did a, a amazing did a really job good job to recover to come back to, to six. six. I don't think Sergio will have too many nice things to say about him. But no, no, I don't think he had anything nice to say about him. Yeah, so um, interesting sort of uh, team rivalry we've got going on there too because in Canada only one meeting ago, was Perez the was yeah, a yeah. little bit mm. selfish. In what Not he did, Ocon. he didn't really look after the team, and he didn't look after Ocon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this I I can definitely feel there's some tension in that team now. Kevin Magnussen seventh, great, great job by Haas and For Haas, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one Especially Haas driver that has nothing nice to say is Roman Grosjean. Have you seen yeah. the uh, the comments? Yeah, yeah. And have you se- you've seen what he's put out that he doesn't want. So he's basically now having a go at uh, FOM for pro- broadcasting so many of his radio things when he's unhappy at the team. He doesn't want them to broadcast it. Well, surely there's another radio. Ch- is it? Am I under the right one that there's multiple? There's a public radio channel. No, so there's a. I is think there's, there's a public radio channel that goes to all the teams, but they do still have a driver to engineer. And that's yeah. what we're listening to. We're oh, listening. So that's the driver. Because I thought there might have but been a couple of radio set ones where you go, because, you know, Martin Brundle always talks all the time about, oh, I don't know why you'd say that on that channel. You know, everyone can hear that one. Yeah. And they, they I think all he's saying is basically don't give away your, your, your game plan. and stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah so the, the, the old school trick was throw a few swear words in there and they weren't going to beep it out and broadcast yeah, it. Now they beep now they'll everything. Beep it and they will broadcast it. So... And he's basically got the shits mm-hmm. in his words and uh, doesn't want it to be broadcast. In the little paddock behind, you know, where they get their little interviews after the race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep, yep. Grosjean basically refused to answer some questions. They were asking him about, you know, so what do you think about the brakes in the car? He's like, I'm not going to answer that. You know, he's like, what about this? He's like, I'm, I told you I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to say anything. And he just walked off. Um. It's in one of the videos. I'll link that in the show notes. It's on their Formula One YouTube channel. Carlos Saints in the Toro Rosso's Toro. He had a very eventful first lap. He did. He was um, facing the wrong way for a little bit. Do you think it was Kvyat's fault, or do you think he just sort of overcorrected and whoop around you go? A bit of a racing incident. Kvyat was pretty overzealous to get back on the track. It was slightly dangerous, but there was space. And Carlos tried to stay in the power, obviously, because he wanted to yeah, stay ahead. It didn't look too bad on board, to be honest. It cold tires, cold tires, and then yeah, obviously Carlos at, kept his foot on the loud pedal when he had that wheel t- steering wheel turn. And if you look at qualifying and practice and stuff, this track has been hard to turn the tires on. Mm. Probably something to do with such a long straight; they're cooling cooling off with no lateral loads. Yeah, I think them. everything cools down on that straight. Yeah, so I think that was probably a problem. So Carlos's tires were probably not really at the temp that he needed to have good traction. Maybe that would have been fine in sort of lap three, but on lap one where tire temps are dropping off, they've actually been cooling down for a lap. He's been sitting on the grid waiting, all mm-hmm. these things. Um, he's, yeah, it just the tra- traction was not there and he ended up facing the wrong way. Because it, Look, it, I don't even think he did all that much damage to his front wing because he only just I kissed that wall. I think he, yeah, if he touched it, it was not hard it, at He all. did touch it, but I I didn't see, I mean, he obviously would have broke something on it because his wings look so fragile, it's not even funny. Well, it's so complicated these days, aren't they? There's mm, so many little so much going on. tears and stuff in them. Um, yep. But yeah, great job for Carlos to come back and just 
drive to eighth. I mean, that's another four championship points for his pretty good little result. He's, he's a driver that I think will be on the move next year. I hope so. I hope he's in it. Not no offense to Toro Rosso, I but don't they're think a development Toro, team. Toro and Rosso, I think a couple of years and then gone. Yeah. Well, if we all have to watch what's going on with Renault power units and stuff like that, mm. and uh, whether there can be another power uh, unit, sort of like Cosworth or Ford or someone come on the the scene to sort of help these privateer teams. I guess you'd call them. They're not really a privateer team, but. They're non-work teams. Non, yeah, they're not a car manufacturer team. That aren't supplying their own engines. We need more engines mm. uh, in in this in the field, and it's a bit hard with the spec of the engines at the moment. No one's going to take on that financial burden of trying to get in now. But I do hope that he goes somewhere. But it's, this silly season is going to be gonna hectic. It's going to be crazy because I don't even know where he can go. Unless we get some retirement. Massa? Massa, I think, will go, but... I know, after this year, he's doing pretty well. Yeah, but I still think he'll go. I th- Unless his financial backing and Williams still want it, I'm not sure. But I think he will go. I think... It's, it. Look, I honestly don't know. There's so much going on. You just got to look at Alonso. So he's probably the most sought-after driver that's not in contract at the moment uh, for next year. Who is most vocal about leaving. Yeah, um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, just so much to happen. There's all these rumours about Verstappen going to Ferrari, but who's going to leave Ferrari? You know, is Kimi going to retire again? Or sorry, leave Formula One season? I said Kimi's last Kimi year. Kimi gone. Yeah, I think his consistency has not been as good as he should be, and that could probably better strength now. Last couple of races, and he did that last year. He had these really strong points in his career uh, in his sorry season, and it was really really good. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess this is silly season talk anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, so Fernando Alonso quickly touched on him ninth. Pretty good result for the McLaren Honda. He did think McLaren Honda could have won this race. He did if it wasn't if there's eight other cars crash out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think he was a bit frustrated, and so was um, Mc- McLaren themselves as well. Mm. They wanted a higher result and uh, with what happened. Sauber managed to come home 10th and 11th. Yeah, Did you they see these guys to get come wheel point. to wheel? Yes. Rubbing? Yes, once again. And I don't awesome. know how that didn't end in tears. Yes, well, in tears, I think they were shed in the in the garage, in the debrief room after the race as well. Because once again we had another controversial, let him pass. If at the end of the race he hasn't made any positions, we will let you back past. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen, did it? No. Stoffel Van Dorn was obviously storming home in twelfth, right behind Marcus Ericsson and um, Pascal Werlein was in tenth. Now they were all so, all three were so close. The team Salber were scared if if Pascal let um, Marcus through. Then Stoffel was going to come through them. and steal both their points. Yeah, and that's yeah. a valid claim to be scared of. Yeah, but apparently Marcus wasn't overly happy. Now, there's a lot of rumours in that team as well at the moment about drivers being favouritised and maybe some drivers haven't been... Well, since our last episode, um, they no longer have their team manager. Yep, team principal's team gone. Team principal's gone. Um, they're going a bit of restructuring. So Sauber's an interesting team to pay attention to this the end of, for the end of the season and see how they develop in the off season. Yeah, um, I agree. they'll be going to their Hondas. 
So we will see that. Um, Stoffel Van Dorm, as we touched on, 12th. Roman Grosjean was the last of the classified finishers in 13th, who we spoke about slightly not being happy. Isn't um, that pretty crazy? 13 out of, what, 24, 20, 20 cars? I yeah. Think there is now. Yep. Not overly great. Max Verstappen, once again, he was not happy on the radio when he's like, issue, issue, oh, no, not again. Beep. Yes. I he's think there was a few more beeps after the camera cut off. He's been a bit of a naughty boy. He's, he had a $25,000 euro fine. Really? What for? Okay, so he was in a bit of a mood after the race. Oh, after this the race. race. Yes, after the, not after the race, sorry, after his DNF. Yeah. And uh, he decided he'd uh, leave the track immediately after he got on, you know, into his CVs and didn't do any of the interviews or anything, which they're all contracted to do. It's a part of the teams getting their, their money from the television rights yeah, and yep. stuff like that. No matter on the outcome of the race, you have to go do these interviews. And he refused to, so he got a 25,000 euro fine. Um, Pretty substantial fine. Valtteri <laughs> got a fine on the weekend on Friday. Speeding in the pit lane. Uh, he was doing 94 point something in an 80 zone. Woo. Just yeah. misjudged the I think entry. someone locked up and went over the start. I don't know. Yeah. I just saw the Stewart's report. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he locked up coming in because it's the only way you're going to go like 14 Ks over the limit. Yeah, that's a, that's a big big way over. Um, But yeah, okay. So Max Verstappen crashed out. The non-finishers were Kimi Raikkonen, Sergio Perez, Felipe Massa, who we touched on, who was doing quite well. Nico Hulkenberg, he just, he clipped that wall. He did. Not so good for him. <laughs> Not so good for him. Very good where he clipped it and then managed to drive straight and then still managed to do that weird 40 right, uh, 45 right, 45 left to get behind the concrete barrier. I'm like, <laughs> that's pretty impressive with only one wheel facing straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Danny Kvyat, who also had a horrible weekend, and Jolie and Palmer, who probably should have stayed home this weekend. Yeah. Um, geez, isn't the pressure mounting on Jolien now? He's not going to be there next year. Yeah, I, you heard it I, here first. <laughs> I don't know if he's... Look, I, you don't, yeah, you, you've got I, money on him not being there at the end of the season. Uh, yeah. I, if he has another two or three of these meetings, and fair enough, it wasn't his fault in the race for his DNF, but you know his lack of running in practice was his fault. Mm-hmm. clipping the wall and qualifying and stuff like that. He's had other dramas. I don't know if he will be there for too many more meetings, never mind. I, but I don't know who would take his seat. Did the one I did air early. Yeah, what's that? Uh, Robert Kibitza. Kibitza, yeah, was, was rumoured to drive the Renault at Monza practice. Yes. They got um, denied pretty quick. Yeah, okay, so it has been denied, has uh, it? Yeah, I, from what I understand, I saw it on Reddit. Um, it was posted up, and I saw it, and I only had like, I don't know, 10 upvotes or something, and then my bed woke up in the morning, it's got like 3,500 upvotes, because everyone's like, yes, 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 I want this. And then, yeah, it was um, being tagged as rumoured denied. I'm pretty sure they, um, yeah, Renault was like, nah, look, as much as we'd love it, it's not happening. Yeah. I think they need to find someone for that seat. No offense to Jolien, but he's not performed. He's no. had a, a fairly substantial chance. yep go at it. Uh, the team's probably never worked 100% for him, but it's just not worked well at all. All right. Just a quick touch on V8 News. V8 News, you want to yeah. talk about the podium? Chewies? Uh, That's what happened. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. We, we probably should skip that, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, another Shuey come out. 
two shoeys? Yeah, well, Stroll got to Stroll taste got the boot to do juice. The yep. Um, David Coulthard was more than happy to start taking Ricardo's shoes off. He was. To be honest, I thought Coulthard wanted a shoey. I thought so too. I think uh, Daniel probably should have offered him one yeah. because he he seemed to definitely get involved in it. Mm. Now, are the shoeys just Ricardo's thing now. He just has to do one. Well, I, now, so I don't know if you felt the same way in this. I feel like Daniel doesn't try to overdo the shoey anymore. It's a special occasion. So in Canada, the it presenter wanted it, and the crowd was chanting "shoey, shoey" in the background. So he's like, "All right, I have to do this." Yep. But here, I don't think anyone was peer pressuring him into doing it other than David Coulthard, and he didn't seem that keen on it. Like he was no, happy he to do it. He smashed it down. Like, oh, he was happy at to the do end, it after the thing. Um, he got stroll. The, stroll, I expect to do a shoey. Yeah. Like he had to do one. Yeah. Dems of the rules. Um, but Ricardo's shoey was like a very off, almost off camera type of shoey. It was sort of just, he's like, We're, it's not my first shoey. He smashed that this down This is real where quick. our podcast is going here. We're critiquing shoeys. Critiquing the shoeys. <laughs> yeah, the team representative actually did get to do a shoey as well. Daniel <laughs> dragged him on afterwards and poured him another one and gave it ah. to him. So yeah, there was three shoeys up there. Bottas wanted nothing to do with it. As soon nah, as Stroll did the shoey, he's like, gone. And then he's like, uh, DC was like, uh, Valtteri, will you be doing a shoey? And he's like, what? I'm already like down here getting changed. I'm in my civvies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was a good podium. Quite enjoyed it. Everyone was really stoked to be on it. It's nice to see happy people on a podium again. It was, wasn't it? Um, this year hasn't been too bad, but I no, think this... the t- tide's about to change. But with the whole Hamilton, Vettel uh, fighting. fighting thing. Um, I think your Michael actually showed me this today. A, uh, a girl tweeted back in what April. was it? April. April the ninth. She pictured. Uh, she put up a picture of um, basically Vettel and Hamilton. I I believe this is in China. I think Probably. that that track looks like it's China. And April the ninth. That must be very close to China. Anyway, yeah. you can finish your story. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. So he showed me this tweet, and it basically said. I give it until Azerbaijan f- before they want to kill each other. Yeah. That that's true. It was she pretty accurate. It. So um at Grace underscore Wilco. Great effort, that is. Yeah, you called it. That's that's amazing. <laughs> All right. Supercar news. What do you got? Well, the Kelly's uh so Rick's gone out in his brand new uh V eight supercar that they've just unveiled and he's Done a shakedown and he's pretty happy with her. Mm-hmm. Um, he got a new supercar because he gave his old one to good friend of ours, Bryce Ford. Yeah. So yeah. Bryce is will be racing in Townsville. Oh, yeah, next not this weekend, but next weekend in Townsville. Yep. Um, I'm interested to see how he goes. To be honest. I, oh, me too. Look, it's I don't think I'm people not should think expect he's too be much winning races and stuff like that. But if yep. he is comfortably in the top 10 performing well on good pace. Yeah. Um, then that's a positive step because we all know the Falcon that he was in was old. It was slow. Mind you, I think Townsville is probably another track that would have probably suited the old Falcon a little bit more than say Phillip Island um, and Tassie yeah. because it is a street track. It's got the curbs that Falcon, as Bryce said to us earlier this other year, it rides the curbs really well. It's um it it's just good for him to start getting some seat time in car of future, mm. uh, looking towards enduro drives. Um, someone uh, want to congratulate uh, Todd on actually, mm-hmm. 
uh, he secured his enduro seat. He did. Um, GRM have announced their drivers. Yep. Um, yeah, Todd Hazelwood will be teaming up with it's Tim Blanchard, Tim isn't Blanch- it? Yes, yes, Tim yep. Blanchard. For Bathurst and uh, all the other Enduros. So that's that's pretty big news for him. Um, he's stoked and over the moon, to be honest. So that's great. That's right, because um, Jones, not Macaulay, the other one. Andrew. Andrew stepped away from driving. Yes. So he's saying, nah, look, I've had my time. Um, yep. And I think that's a very mature thing for him to do. Because he could have been like, no, nah, I just want to keep driving supercars. I mean, who doesn't want to drive a supercar? Yeah. But he's like, nah, you've got to step away. Let the younger drivers come through. Um, it's now for them to um, take the fight ahead. Who's your pick for Townsville, mate? Uh, we're talking development series or All right, we'll go development series first. It's going to be a hard one. They've had a bit of a break now too. Um, I'm going to go Dumbrell or LeBrock. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I, I don't even know. Yeah. I was thinking maybe um, Hazelwood... Might have a bit, or Jacobs, um, Jacobson yep. might come back a bit. But I don't know how well those pro drive cars are doing. They're not doing real good this year, are they? At no. All? I just think he needs to come back and start giving a good I've, response. But yeah. it's a bit hard. Development. All right, main game. Ooh. Will we see a recurrence of the, ooh, I was about to call them HRT. Uh, Walking short, <laughs> so do one. really well here. Yeah, yeah. Will they do well again? Uh, I'm going to say that Walkinshaw will get a podium one race. Courtney? Or Pi. Yeah, you, you're yeah, one of Pi them. now. Yep. One of them. Pi okay. did quite well in Darwin on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, look, I hope they do, but I, it, with the engineering changes and stuff, it, it it's going to be a stellar effort for them if they do. I think those type of tracks do reward the driver a little bit more than the car, so that that is a positive, and hopefully it works well for them there. Jesus, it's it's hard to. I'm I know I'm going to sound like a bloody trophy hunter here, and with his record over the last few races, you're going to go Scotty, mate. Yeah, I'm going to go Scotty. Yeah, um, I think Scotty's got the the goods here, and I. Yeah. Well, I'm going to lock in Jamie Wincup for seconds. Seconds. Yeah, just seconds. Just on his just on his average just on his for the form. year. I really want to mess up his win ratio a little bit more, <laughs> but still get the trophy cabinet full. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just can't get on that top step this year. He's done a really good job. He's sitting really well in the championship, which is great. And okay, so we've touched on the supercars. We also have a Formula One round again that week. Who's your pick for the Austrian Grand Prix at the Red Bull Ring? Mmm, Vettel. Yeah. I think he'll come back strong. Yep. I think Ferrari will start putting their stuff all back together now too and come back strong. Yep. I saw a good little picture of it. It's Vettel's car for the Austrian Grand Prix and it's a little bumper car. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I didn't even ask us to say have a short show and we didn't. Good. All right. That is <laughs> us done and dusted. If you do guys have anything that you want to talk to us about, if we've... If we've tickled you the wrong way and you have to let us know, write in, let us know. Um, or if we've tickled you the right way, yeah, you know. Even better. <laughs> yeah, that's better emails. But, you know, we're happy for either either. Um, if you do like the show, you know, share it with your friends, like it, 
um, leave a review on iTunes or any of the podcasting services wherever you get your podcasts from. That really does help us out. We will be back not next week, but the week after, after Townsville and the Austrian Grand Prix. Yep. And any info you've got, whether it be uh, speculation or not, feel free to. Oh yeah, we email don't even need. If you want to write in, it, it doesn't even need to be verified. Yeah, just just we tell don't us. check it. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. We'll catch you later. All right, thank you. Yeah, see ya. See ya.